0: We head to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystonesportsNetwork.com or
1: download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome back in quarter number four of this edition of the Keystone Kickoff Show. Coming to you once again from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. Dustin Hockensmith here. Jacob Ferriott from the Daily Collegian joins us now. As promised to talk Penn State wrestling. One more duel to go. A big one in the books. Beating Ohio State at Bryce Jordan Center on Saturday. Jake, welcome back. I wasn't here last week. You weren't on last week. So it's a little bit of a, a reunion, so to speak.
0: Yep. Thanks for having me <laughs> back. Always happy to help.
1: So yeah, so 20 to 16 Penn State beats Ohio State. Tell me about that, uh, that atmosphere at the Bryce Jordan Center, the third largest indoor crowd in NCAA wrestling history. Penn State happens to own the, the other two as well, but it looked like an electric place, a, a cool Saturday with, uh, basketball and wrestling doubleheader and, and which takes on new meaning when basketball is good. Everybody expects Penn State wrestling to be good and the energy to come there, but there was a buzz on campus just really from start to finish on Saturday.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, listen, I think there would have been a buzz even if Penn state was wrestling at rec hall and not at the BJC, but you know, I I think, you know, what you were talking about with, you know, uh, hoops and, you know, the win the chambers squad pulled off. I think that that definitely helped build some of the anticipation, but, you know, from an atmosphere perspective, I mean, you had, I think it was attendance was 15,995 and two years ago when I was a freshman, it was 15,998. So you know, that just goes to show you how willing people are to turn out. And, you know, that's the thing that Cale told us early in the week last week is, you know, he recognizes that, you know, down the line, there might be more demand for wrestling at the BJC because tickets are so hard to come by, you know, season tickets or just because, you know, you get more eyes on the sport and he's always talked about doing what he can at Penn state to help grow the sport. But from an atmosphere perspective, you know, it's different than rec hall because in rec hall, obviously, you know, you're right on top of everyone and it's a much quieter, uh, much more sort of intimate setting in the BJC. It's certainly still loud, but you're not as on top of everyone. Obviously it's sort of an elevated mat. The spotlight is shining down on you. So there are two very different feels. Um, But I mean, I like, You know, we heard, you know, guys going into the week that had never wrestled BJC before, whether it was Rowan Bravo-Young or Aaron Brooks, talk about just sort of how excited they were. And then we, you know, heard after about some of the guys from the season vets who have wrestled there before, just what it's like to wrestle there and, you know, how they love, you know, showing off in front of 16,000 fans, so
1: and, and I, I believe that they sh- they showed up well you know to, to beat this Ohio State team the way that they did and, and some of the things that happened along the way you know start with um, you know Nick Nick Lee at 141 the, the matchup that everybody circled that everybody wanted to see to kind of stack up where Nick Lee ranks uh, right now um, everybody had seen you know a wrestler who looks a ton who looks miles better and he was pretty good coming into this season but now he goes out and he beats uh, Luke Pletcher and beat Luke Pletcher, you know, pretty handily there at 141, 8-4, uh, had a minute 50 in riding time. Uh, what did that showcase about Nick Lee and about maybe him now being the guy to beat at 141 pounds, a guy who goes from, eh, maybe he can win a national title to, I think I really think he can do it.
0: Yeah, well, and you know, I, I, we've talked about this in the past before, but I, you know, I now think, pretty confidently that 141 is Nick Lee's to lose. I mean, especially with Yannick Yakumhaus out of the picture, taking the red shirt, with Jaden Ironman out of the picture. I mean, it is basically Nick Lee, you know, uh, Dom Demas and Luke Fletcher, I think are vying for sort of the top three spots in the weight class. And, you know, I think people sort of got a glimpse of what Nick was capable of early this season. But then last weekend, you know, when he knocked off Tristan Moran and Mitch McKee and picked up two top 10 wins there, I think people really got it into their heads like, okay, he is now definitely legit. I mean, he got it he I think he tech falled or majored Moran and he pinned McKee. And so it's like, okay, now how do you bet against him, you know, wrestling against Fletcher? And that's the thing is, you know, Tom Ryan said after that, you know, they knew going in that one forty one was gonna be a war and that Fletcher was gonna have to fight for all seven minutes. And that he didn't feel that happened. And I mean, listen, he gave Nick Lee a lot of credit, but he was also like, listen, you know, he, he took it to them and they just didn't have an answer for Nick. And I think that that's interesting, especially considering if you look back to last year, when Penn state went to Columbus and Nick Lee upset Joey McKenna, you know, Tom Ryan said something similar and he was surprised that that had happened. So I was expecting more fight out of and I was expecting Pletcher to maybe put up a better result than he did.
1: I think matchup wise, um, Nick Lee is a really tough matchup for Luke Pletcher. Luke Pletcher is not really the set the tone attack constantly kind of guy. And he's a very good defensive wrestler. He always, he always has been. But I think Nick Lee just bringing that energy and bringing the fight to him, you know if you're able to score some early points on Luke Pletcher, that's going to put him in a really bad spot. So if Nick Lee, you know obviously being able to replicate that winning formula on Saturday when it starts to mean more at big Tens and when it starts to mean more obviously at NCAAs, you know being able to execute on that is one thing. But Nick Lee's style I think is just tough for Luke Pletcher just in general.
0: Yeah, well, and that's the thing is, you know, Nick said after the match, he was like, listen, you know, nothing really changes preparation-wise because he said, you know, he sticks with what's worked. And, I mean, you know, I can't blame him. I think he's, what, 17-0, and 18-0 this year, and basically all but two of his wins have been by bonus points. So, I mean, he, you know, there were chants of, you know, Nick Lee for Hodge, and, you know, they honored all of the Hodge champion winners at halftime of the match, but, you know, it, it's it's not a joke. I mean, when you're going out and getting bonus at the prolific rate that he is and not doing it against some of the best guys in the country. I mean, Nick Lee has got to be pound for pound, you know, considered one of the preeminent title threats in the country. And that's something that I don't know how many out people outside the room expected with having two back-to-back fifth place finishes and finishing fifth very differently. But, you know, I think, you know, we heard Kale say it after the match, you know, they knew what Nick was capable of. And so he's not surprised by sort of, how his stock has risen. So I think it'll be interesting, especially like you said, come postseason season time. I mean, he's going to face Fletcher again in the big 10 tournament, probably the NCAA tournament, same thing with Moran and McKee. So, you know, I think that this has now geared him up to, you know, make a legitimate title run.
1: And just if there were any doubts, not that one individual match changes how anybody should feel about Nick Lee, but it just, it's just further proof that, he is on another level this season than he had been in the past. It's the Keystone Kickoff Show. We're talking Penn State wrestling. Jacob Ferriot from the Daily Collegian talking about Penn State's 2016 win over Ohio State over the weekend. we got one duel to go left in the regular season against American. Uh So, you know, Nick Lee beating Luke Pletcher, a big deal. I thought Jared Verklaren, you know, the, his trajectory here where he's not – the guy who screams for you to notice him. He's not the focal point of Penn state's lineup. He is, uh, you know, he's got a national ranking next to his name, but to to take Sammy Sasso into sudden victory in this match, he loses three, one, just not quite enough in the end there. But, you know, I thought that was a pretty encouraging showing from and that, um, you know, his, his future is probably a little bit brighter than he, maybe he has gotten credit for to this point
0: absolutely and I mean you know he took Brayton Lee into sudden victory last week against Minnesota so you know that's the thing is Kale. you know Cale said after the match he's like you know listen Jared needs to believe that he can go out and you know finish these matches and win these bets because he said you know if you're a guy who can go into sudden victory two weeks in a row against top ten guys in the country you know it, Kale emphasized that you know that makes you a legitimate threat to score points at NCAAs and so you know I, he talked a lot about you know for needing to believe in himself, and I think it's interesting because you know for a long time, I mean, for clearing one or has won way more than he's lost this season, but he's just now sort of getting that national recognition. I mean, last time I think was the first time ever in his career that he was ranked, and we'll see if he stays ranked this week. But, I mean, I think he is going to be a very under-the-radar guy who, you know, if he can go into the NCAA tournament and grind out, you know, a couple of wins and maybe get bonus on a couple of them, you know, every opportunity to score points matters come NCAAs. And so I think if he can do that, he's definitely going to, you know, prove his medal and prove his worth incredibly quickly if he hasn't done so already.
1: How about Brady Berge coming back at one fifty seven? It's not the result or the outcome, and it's not the guy that uh, Penn State fans have maybe clamored to see. But I think getting him on the mat, getting him on the pathway to becoming the guy that Penn State hopes he can be, uh, is a big deal. He loses in this one, but I think just his presence alone gives a little bit of extra hope for postseason.
0: Absolutely, and you know we heard all season that you know the the goal was for Berge to get back by the Big Ten Tournament. Now, we'll see if he wrestles this weekend against American, or we'll see if, you know, this was sort of a one-off thing and they wanted to get him out there against Ohio State and then really rest him leading up to the Big Ten Tournament and make sure he's fully healthy. But I think if he is healthy, I think he is also going to be key to – you know Penn State's title hopes. I mean, I don't think personally that 157. I mean, it's a good weight class, obviously with Hydeley and Deacon, but I think there's more room for him to maybe steal a bit at Big Tens or NCAA's, and you know potentially make some noise there. Especially since you know he qualified at 49 last year, but you know we all know that that wasn't his weight, so he we didn't make it to the podium, but. You know, there were a few moves where Brady bailed and he thought, you know, maybe his head was going to be exposed or he was going to, you know, face some potential re-injury. But I, I think, again, you know, Cale stressed that it was good to see him out there and that it's, again, more just sort of a mental thing and, you know, really making sure that he's ready to go mentally and physically
1: how big in this match. So Vincenzo Joseph pushes to the wire. He gets a late major, some bo- a key bonus point at 1 uh, 165. But then Mark Hall, the guy who, you know, probably he maybe didn't show up as as well as he would have liked against Iowa a couple weeks ago, and this one any pin is a big deal, but especially when it's, when it's against the number seven kid in the country, the way, the emphatic way he did it, and the way that it got the crowd really going into those upper weights just in terms of momentum, how big is that fall for him at 174?
0: Well, I mean, that was huge. You know, he leads Penn State and falls this year, which I don't think he's ever done since he's been here because, you know, he's been behind guys like Jason Nelson. But also, I mean, it was five bats to five. And so especially when that's the case, Every opportunity for bonus points matter. And, you know, with Ohio State winning the last two bouts, you know, had Mark not been his opponent or had Vincenzo, you know, not gotten the major late, you know, it's, it's easy to look back in hindsight and say what could have happened. But there was a very real possibility that either Ohio State could have won, we could have tied. In a so I think Mark's pin is really sort of what set the pendulum in motion for the odds to swing in Penn State's favor.
1: And they did. Penn State wins 20-16. to One more duel to go before we get into uh, postseason. A little bit of a lag there. March 7th, Big Ten Championships. And looking at March 19th for NCAAs. Penn State uh, at home against America. One more shot Sunday, February 23rd. That's Jacob Ferrier from the Daily Collegian talking Penn State wrestling with us. We'll keep an eye on this team as it looks to come together for the postseason. That's it for this edition of the Keystone Kickoff Show as well. Be sure to join us uh, each week uh, on KeystoneSportsNetwork.com and by downloading the Keystone Sports app. We'll see you next time. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labat Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.
0: Life gets complicated. And it only gets more complicated when things change. Which is why AAA insurance agents take the time to talk with you so that they can help you choose the best auto and home coverage. Don't put off getting protected. Let AAA help cover what you care about. Insurance that's not just insurance. Talk to your local AAA insurance agent or visit AAA.com to learn more about AAA. Looking for a great gift for the blue and white fan in your life? Check out 409TailgateClub.com for some great ideas. You can get the tailgate box that includes all their rubs and sauces. Then there's the Bloody Mary gift box, complete with mix, bacon salt, and even pepperoni straws. Go to 409TailgateClub.com and check out their online store. Don't forget to use code KSN on checkout for a discount. That's 409TailgateClub.com and use code KSN.